0: Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me. I hope you had an incredible Christmas with your family, and I hope you are preparing and looking forward to the new year. I imagine most people are. 2020 sucked, and 2021 was even worse, so uh, we're really hoping that 2022 pulls through for us. Maybe they can stop coming out with variants of COVID and maybe the world can just get back to normal. Normal would be nice. I know we're always looking forward to progress, but I'm not so sure that moving back a few years wouldn't be such a bad thing. Uh, Anyway, I, I hope 2022 is a great year for me and my family and for you and for yours. And I hope that if you are a dad, That you are making some resolutions, not just for yourself, but also for your kids, for your family, as a dad making resolutions to be a better dad every single day. I hope you're thinking about expectations and preparation. I hope you're reflecting on time and thinking, how can I make the most of the time that is given to me every day? I hope you're thinking that. And today, I want to talk about something because we're starting off the new year. We're getting ready to launch into the new year, and this is just a good natural time for us to reset and to recalibrate and to start out on a good path. And it's okay, because everyone is expecting people to do this. So change in the new year isn't perceived as a weird thing, because everyone is trying to do it themselves. So it's a very comfortable time. It's, you know, that peer pressure moment where Everyone's trying to change. Everyone has resolutions, so you should have them too. This is one of those positive, good peer pressure moments. So I hope that you are planning on some change in your life and change within yourself as a dad. So what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about what it means to be a dad. Because I think this is really important. One thing that drives me up the wall, and I see it periodically, is the stupid quote that says 95% of being a dad or 95% of the job is just being there. That is absolute crap. That is so misleading and just false. It's not just being there. Now, there are times when being there is exactly what your kids want. So, yes, it is a part of being a dad, but 95% is ridiculous. I don't know who just randomly pulls out these statistics out of their butt. They're like, oh, this would be a fantastic quote. No, it's very misleading, and you're guiding dads in the wrong direction because they think, oh, I can just do everything that I want to do, but as long as I'm present, everything's okay. That's, that's not okay. It's okay when your kids just want that my kids, Frankie and Reagan at this point, want some snuggle time before they go to bed. And snuggle time for them is just us laying in the bed next to them. It's not about having conversation. It's not about telling them a story. They just want us to be there. Sometimes we get on our phones and we scroll through Facebook or we check our emails or I go through my notes. We do different things. While we're snuggling with the kids because they just want us to be present. So it's a part of parenting. It's a part of fatherhood, but it is not 95%. If you were to answer the question, what does it mean to be a dad? And your answer is to just be present, you have a long way to go. And we all have progress to make, but that is the dumbest thing that I've heard in relation to what it means To be a dad. Now, I want you to think about the question. I want you to just give some thought while you're listening to what you think it means to be a dad. I imagine that some would say, well, it means to be a protector. Maybe it means to be a provider. Some would probably say, well, it means to be a leader. As a man, you're the leader of the house, you have these kids, and it's your task and job to lead them. I think a lot of people would say, well, it means to love your kids, your family. It means to love. That's what it means to be a dad. And honestly, I would probably lean most to that answer. That being a dad means to love your kids. But that's such an undefined term in our world today. Love has been portrayed as complete acceptance of all. And that's not what love does. It drives me a little bit crazy when people are like, oh, just choose love. Love is what you need. You just need love. Yeah, love is a great thing, but if you don't understand what love is, then you can turn it into something that's not great. You can turn it into something that's a bit toxic. Just saying that you can be whoever you want to be and do whatever you want to do, and if you don't accept that, then you don't have love. Oh my word. That leads us straight to chaos. When there's no definition, there's no borders, there's no guidance and direction, because everyone can just choose to be who they want to be, what they want to do, it becomes chaotic. And that is not what love gives us. So I think there's a fantastic definition of love. It's found in the Bible. It's found in 1 Corinthians 13. If you want to read along, you can, but just listen to me. I'm just going to give you a small portion of it. I'm going to start at verse number four, and this is what the Bible says love is. It says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy Always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. If you want a solid definition of what love is, there you go. That's what love is. Love helps, but love does not accept everything. Love accepts all individuals, but not everything that the individual does love is kind so love can give direction love can bring correction but love does it in a way that does not dishonor an individual love does it in a way that is kind love does it in a way that helps edify and lift up the individual love does not condemn and break down so love doesn't accept absolutely everything. It accepts everyone, but it also brings a corrective. For example, just think about friendships that you have. You know, there are some people who claim to be your friends, and anytime you share that you're going to do something they're like, oh yeah, that's great, you're going to do fantastic. And it could be a horrible idea. You could You could be getting ready to start something that is so stupid, but some people will just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we support you one hundred percent. You're accepted in our, in our, in our view of love." But then you have your true friends, your friends that are close to you, who, when you share an idea, they'll be like, "Well, have you thought about this? Have you considered that? Do you really want to do that? Do you are are you considering the repercussions of what could happen? <laughs> have you?" thought this through because this is kind of a stupid idea. That's what your real friends do. And in that setting, you know, you can be a little rough and tough with your friends. Most people can, I think. At least that's that's my personality, so that's how I am with my buddies. But that that's what true friendship is. That's what love really is. I have a group chat that I'm in with a couple of guys, and we are great friends. And I would say that we truly do love one another. And we're to a point where one of my buddies shared something with us, and he said, this really makes me feel this way. He said, if I need to be corrected, please do it. Because love says, I'm willing to share, but if you love me, why don't you you help me out? Love helps, and sometimes help comes in the form of a corrective, and that's okay. So we have this really bad definition of love in our culture. Love is not that. Love is 1 Corinthians 13. What I just read to you, that is a solid definition of love. If love just accepted everything, if that really were the case— why would we even try to discipline our kids or to guide them? We would just really have to believe that they intrinsically are capable of expressing who they are, and that is ludicrous. Kids need guidance. Kids need help. They are little humans born into a world that they have never been in. I can't just up and move to a different country, have no idea of the customs, have no idea how to speak the language and get get by and survive and thrive. There's a learning period. There's trials that I'm going to have to face. And aren't you grateful that you have a mom and dad to help you get through some of that stuff when you're younger? Aren't you grateful for people who have been there and who have done that who can pour some wisdom into your life? We need to be parents. Dads, we need to be dads. There's a proper time to correct. There's a proper time to guide and to instruct. And you can do it all with love. So, if your answer to the question, what it, what does it mean to be a dad, if your answer was love, I'm going to give you some partial credit just because definitions could vary. But I want to define what love looks like. Not just what it is, but how can you see love? What makes this abstract idea tangible? To love means to give. So what does it mean to be a dad? It means to be a giver. Because as a dad, you will give Your time. You will give up your preferences. You'll have to give up some of your hobbies. You will give your money. (laughs) Can somebody say amen? You have to give patience. You have to give mercy. You will have to give guidance. You have to give protection. You have to give security here's a good one. You'll have to give up sleep. Man, the other night, we went to bed at about midnight, and Jojo, who's just turned one, woke up at about 3.45. So from 3.45 until 6.45, I had her. My alarm was set for seven. But when you're that tired and you've only had not even four hours of sleep, You look at the clock and you think, this 15 minutes could feel like eternity. Well, that 15 minutes turned into 45, and the day was okay. But, man, I was really just wanting her to go to sleep, and she would not. I had her to sleep one time and tried to lay her down. And, dads, you'll get to the point, if you're not there already, and some of you might start to twitch again when I talk about this, but you will get to the point where your babies have this weird ability to know when you're laying them down, when they're no longer in contact with you and they wake straight up. It's unbelievable, but it happens and it can be a little bit miserable. So yes, as a dad, you're a giver and sometimes you're giving up sleep. But here's one thing that I want to get straight. This is a good definition episode. I want to get this straight about what giving is, okay? Because giving is not an exchange, We do not give, or we should not give, with an expectation of something in return. Otherwise, it's just transactional. So you can't be the person who does something nice for someone and then pouts when that person doesn't say thank you. There are lots of people who do this, and it's kind of funny Because they'll do something super nice and they'll feel really good about it. And then that person who was the recipient doesn't say thank you. And then all of a sudden, the person who quote unquote gave is in a horrible foul mood. How could they not be grateful? How could they not say thank you? Well, maybe they are grateful. Maybe they didn't say thank you. But if you were just really giving to them, then you shouldn't have an expectation to get anything reciprocated back to you. Because that is not what it means to give. That's transactional. That's seeking an exchange. To be a dad means you're prepared to give to and for your kids. Now, I mentioned a few things, but the list is near infinite. I know men who have kids who continually mess up. They messed up while they were kids, they messed up while they were teenagers, they messed up while they were young young adults, and they still mess up as adults. And those dads are basically in a place where they are always having to give mercy. And they're always having to give guidance. I know dads who have kids who have diseases or illnesses. And they are constantly having to give up their time because their kids require more. Their kids have to have constant attention because maybe they have an episode and it could be fatal. And so maybe they can't go out and hang out with the rest of the other dads because they're in a different situation. But it's remarkable to see dads who are in that situation, be so faithful to do it, it's encouraging. So if you are in that situation, thank you, because you're a model for the rest of us. But there are so many other situations that men fall in as dads where there's this constant need for them to give, And it shouldn't be a problem because that's really what it means to be a dad. Being a dad means you are willing at any moment to give. And if you aren't there now, that's okay. Keep trying. Because when you love... You give. And maybe you think you're not there and maybe you're just not realizing how much you do give. Now don't just start tooting your own horn and be like, hey babe, I was thinking about how much I really do give. I just want you to recognize that you're you're starting to go to that transactional exchange space. Don't do that. You want to be a giver. That's what it means to be a dad. But you probably, if you really do love your kids, you have to give because they're interconnected. You cannot separate truly loving from giving i'm reminded of john 3:16 god so loved the world that he gave that's what love does when love is true love gives and i you know i think about what god did when he gave he gave while We were still sinners. He gave while we were still ungodly. We were not in a place to recognize him. We were not in a place where we wanted him. Yet he gave anyway. He gave knowing good and well that some would never acknowledge him, that some would look at what he did and say, it doesn't mean what other people say it means. Some would read his story and see what he did historically, and some would say, that's just a fairy tale. Oh, that's not real. There is no God. He knew that. Yet he did it anyway because for him it wasn't an exchange. It wasn't transactional. He loved, so he gave. Now, if you're listening to this and you want to be a dad someday, maybe soon, here's what I can tell you. Stop being selfish and learn to give. It's like the rich young ruler who came to Jesus. He came to Jesus and he's like, look, I've done everything right. I have learned all the commandments. I've practiced everything. I'm an outstanding citizen in my community. I do everything by the book. Well, Jesus says, well, you have a lot of resources, right? Yeah. Well, give up everything that you have and follow me. And that rich young ruler walked away because he was unwilling to part with his money. And sometimes that's where you will find yourself. And you need to be prepared at any moment to give whatever it is for your kids. That's the space that you need to be in mentally, emotionally. You need to live in that area because you have to be a giver. If you're going to be a dad, you have to be a giver. So learn to be a giver. Learn to let go of the things that you have, whether it's hobbies, preferences, desires. It doesn't matter. You have to be willing to let go. If you're in a a space where you're getting ready to be a dad, that's the best advice that I can give you. Get over yourself. Stop being selfish and be willing to give. Because you might end up a little bit like the rich young ruler. If you can't give up everything that you have, there might come a point where sadly you make a decision to walk away. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to get in that in that area of life where that is your alternative, where that's your option, where that's your choice, where you make up in your mind, you know what? I just really want this for me. And I can't get it being a dad. So I'm just going to step out. Don't do that. Don't get to that space. So what does it mean to be a dad? It means to be a giver. And some days you will fail at this, I fell at this. We will all fail at this. But the fact that you keep trying, that means you're giving yourself. And that might just be the greatest thing that you can do for your family. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for being with me, and I hope you'll join me next time.